Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Emily, Real Housewives, episode two. Wowie, wowie, zowie. Wow, wow, wow. They are bringing it. <laughs> what is it? It is um, a little desperation, a little glam, <laughs> and a whole lot of entertainment, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, before we get into the episode, you and I, we have unintentionally turned our phones into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tip lines, which I love, and I hope it never stops. Send uh, me anything. Honestly, we love the inside details. Never stop sending those to us. Let's uh, let's discuss some of the information we've gleaned over the last week since the premiere. A little a little whisper session with oh, yeah. Jasper. <laughs> Heard it Come in the whisper. Come on in. Sit down. We're gonna chat. Uh, I think at this point it's well established that the Shaw Chalet is not actually part of the Shaw life. That's a home Who's that surprised? they rented. Who's surprised? Didn't I say last week and go back and listen? I said, this looks like an Airbnb. I could rent this. And turns out I can. Ooh, okay, but- I hope I really can. Here's my question. Why? I mean, I just have to assume like her house is either ti- small and tiny because it's Salt or Lake. embarrassed. Like, is it too small? I don't I don't know. Because like a big thing I've been wondering, and please, anyone send this in the tip line. How <laughs> much money does Coach Saw make? Because I try to look yeah. it up and I saw $500,000. I don't know if that's right or not. That's what I saw. I mean, that's nothing to shake a stick at, but that's not Shaw Look, Chalet money. I, in parks. It. I mean, it's important to note that this house is in Park City. Like you could you could build this house in daybreak and it'd be affordable. But the fact that it's in Park City, it's a, it makes it three times as much. But that's a hot property. So... And again, no tea on how much I'm, I'm no shade about how much Coach Shaw makes. I'll take five hundred thousand. I'll take Absolutely. that. Thank you. Absolutely. But like she has like from what I can see from Jen Shaw, she lives a very extravagant lifestyle. Yes. So I just wonder if it's like maybe they don't have a house that's like super exciting because she wants a Porsche, and that's where they choose to spend their money. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying I knew that house did not look personalized. It didn't look glam yeah. enough for Jen. She's very yes. glam. Yes. Even that that. bedroom was like, really? Like, that doesn't seem right. I wonder if it was her or the show. Ooh, I didn't even consider that. I just thought she'd be embarrassed. Uh, Yeah, maybe it was the show. I don't know. If anyone knows, let us know. Uh, I also heard that Lisa had been renting her home. I have it on good authority that that is not true. That is Lisa's actual house that we're seeing on the show. She is building a house in Park City. So that might be where some lines got crossed. Uh, but the Draper home is her actual home. That's sad for her because that Draper home is like kind of a bummer to look at. It has well, like you that were right block. though. I wa- I went back and looked at episode one, and they are doing construction. Like there's like a shop vac, yeah. um, a whole bunch of like flooring. I so I I mean they're in the middle of renovation. I don't know, whatever. Like I think like you're just putting lipstick on that pig because did you see the outside <laughs> view? And I. Everyone knows at this point, I'm very passionate about the fact that we look like we have terrible architectural taste (laughs) thanks to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Don't we, though? Well, we do. For sure we do. But Lisa's really branded herself as quite the fashionista. So I'm like, get your house right, girl. 
Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, Another piece of hot goss that I received. Some background here. Whitney Rose was married to Sam Burgess, who was on the BYU basketball team. She got her job at her husband Justin's company because the coach of the BYU basketball team, Dave Rose, Dave Rose, right? Dave Rose set her up with this job. Sam came to him and was like, my wife needs a job. Mm. He went to his brother and was like, hey, there's a struggling young couple. She needs some work. Can you employ her? One thing leads to another. Whitney is carrying her boss's baby. Toward affair. After the fact, after she and Justin are married, they show up to a BYU basketball game where Sam Burgess is playing. No. He tells security. Dave Rose, the coach, tells security. Security escorts them out of the building. Oof. Wow. She really did burn some bridges, which she wants you to know she gets judged for her life choices. But now it's one thing to like, it's let's put the infidelity and everything to one side. Why would you go to a basketball game? It's just kind of like, because Whitney Rose seems so, she lives in a different world. She's, I want to say delusional. Oh, absolutely. Is it, I can't decide if it's just, she's straight up dumb. Sorry, that's rude. But like, that's the kindest explanation. Or if she's just so self-centered, she can't see outside of how other people might feel. Or what if it's a mix of both? What if she's what if not it's- completely dumb? What if she's kind of dumb, but also like self-centered? <laughs> and that's probably the most plausible. But to be honest, we just wrote like the greatest attributes for a reality show star. Yeah, kind of dumb and self-centered a- and beautiful. I mean, like she was yeah. born to do this. She is really um, pretty. Sarah, who tequila hands the uh, happy birthday, sexy happy birthday, happy birthday the- to y- you, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> And then she's talking to that guy at the bar and she's like, I'd shake your hand, but I spilled tequila on it. Just like incredible, incredible (laughs) performance from Sarah. Got some dirt on her. She's on, it's her third or fourth husband at this point. They've gotten increasingly wealthier and her face has changed dramatically with every husband. So the Sarah we're seeing now is a very different Sarah than she was at husband number one. All right. Didn't we also hear about Sarah? Because I w- we uh, we raised the question: Why the heck is Sarah not on the show? And someone let us know Sarah is a huge QAnon. Yeah, like, big Trump supporter, very much into QAnon. And Bravo's like, that's not the housewife we're showcasing. Which we we all mistake. would have muted her on Instagram by now. Yeah, but big mistake because I would have loved to watch that unfold. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Emily, you also received some hot goss. I did. I received some hot goss. <laughs> the gossip is my favorite part. Please keep sending it. Yes, it's but incredible. One of my favorite hot goss I got this week was about Mary's auto, uh, Mary's sweat gland removal, which comes uh-huh. up again in episode two. So we're going to talk about it again. But <laughs> sure you does. and I asked, why is she getting her sweat glands removed? You need those. Yes. And yeah. someone did text me and let me know. She has an autoimmune. You can't see my hands if you're listening to this. I'm doing the quotation mark. She has an autoimmune disorder. And so she, her body attacked her sweat glands. <laughs> and so she had to have them removed. That being said, if that's true, it's very sad. If it's not true, it's the most hilarious excuse I've ever heard of my life to not like get your sweat glands removed just so you, I don't know, live a better life. I don't know why she would do it. 
I mean, is was it sweat glands or odor glands? Oh, her odor glands. You're right, Meg. See, that's the thing that's even like the plot thickens because okay, but don't you need those? I do you though. Now that I'm thinking about it, like what are, what's the purpose of the odor glands? What's the evolutionary function of those? Let's get a doctor hot. If anyone's a doctor, send us some tips. Should they go the way of the appendix and the tonsils? You know, should we all get our odor glands removed? I think is like, Mary a pioneer Mary, here. I wouldn't put Mary as a beacon of like great advice thus far. So I'm not ready to get rid of my odor glands just because Mary did. She's got yeah. some real questionable um, everything. Yeah, she's just questionable. Yeah. Oh uh, boy, the other do I hog- love her. Oh yeah. Bless her. Um, the other hot gossip I got, not necessarily hot gossip, but this is actually just a fun gossip. Um, so I grew up, I live now where a football coach for the U of U grew up two houses down from me where his mother still lives. She's a dream. I would love to make that clear. And a sister lives here too. And she told me, have you ever seen my mom? The mom is like over 80. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen my mom walking around in that fancy Louis Vuitton necklace? Which I have because it is like, it's a Louis Vuitton necklace. Like it's exactly okay. what you think. I Yeah, please describe it. Oh my gosh. It's just like the symbol. You know what I mean? It's like sure. a very clear, like, big. like, yes. And it's like okay. shiny and bright. And, and she let me know that Jen Shaw gifted that to this coach's mother, which the love for Jen Shaw just continues to grow because that necklace is so hilarious, A, but B, I love the idea of someone gifting me just like a huge designer necklace (laughs) because it's kind of (laughs) tacky. And like, it's such a look. It's such a look. And like, I don't wear designer, obviously. I'm not making 500,000. And also wearing like wearing Louis Vuitton necklace is like kind of an old lady move, right? Like who just (laughs) has one? But who buys that? New money old lady. Like old money people aren't wearing a Louis Vuitton necklace. So I don't know. (laughs) It just killed me. But it also made me like Jen even more because I was like, I have heard she's fun in real life. Everyone is like, no, she's very nice. So if you don't, I think that's undeniable. She looks so fun. Oh my gosh, this whole episode, I was just like, what do I need to do to be in the Jen Shaw entourage? Not forever, <laughs> just for a weekend. Like I'll work for free. I'll like drive around with Stuart. He doesn't need to take me to Harmon's either. I don't even need a salad bar. I just want to like be a part of it. Right, 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 right. They seem so fun. Okay, so that's it. Gossip, whisper sessions over. Okay. I mean, good intel, honestly. Keep it coming keep it coming our dms are always open uh (laughs) let's let's get into it let's talk episode two we start off (laughs) back at the party meredith's birthday party at shaw chalet whitney i don't think a lot of people were at this party uh okay not that many people it's the same people over bobbed blonde-haired bobbed lady who she cuts a figure. She looks great. I would also love to know her entire backstory. If anyone knows her, let us know. She looks glam. Yeah. I have to uh, see if she's Mary's friend, Meredith's friend. Guy in the fedora. Stuart is wearing like a bishopric suit and tie. Looks uh-huh. great. They always, do you notice that they always show that one waiter who's like very much like, I think he's the definition of dad bod? Yes, 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 yes. I was like, Every single time we go to these low jeans, like there's another guy walking around and he looks strong, but here we are with dad bod waiter. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad. So I'm never whatever. mad. All bodies matter. 
<laughs> um, Jen is upset in the bathroom, you know, because Mary has told her she smelled like hospital. Well, that happened a while ago. What's happening here is that Mary refuses to apologize to tell for telling Jen she smelled like hospital. She's actually doubling down, I'd say. She say is. Not only is she not apologizing, but she's like validating her, like justifying her words. Which and is Mary, so hilarious. Yeah, she keeps trying to explain it. Like, listen. I don't like the smell of hospitals. I'm like, okay, we know that. The problem is we've heard that it. you won't apologize for this. Yeah. I just like the whole thing is so hilarious. At one point, Heather's like, why are we still talking about this? And I was like, Shh, Heather, shut up. Let's always talk about this. Let's talk about this for the rest of the episode because they've never heard a more hilarious argument. My favorite part of this entire episode might have happened here where Jen's talking about how offensive it is. And she says, that's like saying... I wrote this oh my down. Gosh. Oh, you smell like a baby with cancer. <laughs> That's like seeing a baby with cancer and saying you smell, you like, smell cancer. like cancer. And it killed me because, hey, why you got to be a baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I was like, Jen, you made this so dark. Like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be a baby with cancer. It could have been anybody with cancer. But um, like, what does cancer smell like? Mary knows. She knows. Wait. Aren't there those dogs that can sniff cancer? I I didn't know that. I know there's I read dogs that can sniff COVID. I read it on the internet, so it's true. There's dogs that can smell cancer. One guy, his life was saved because his dog smelled cancer in his leg and started biting his leg off. I gotta get one of those dogs. Right? There, no need um, for a doctor. <laughs> they hug it out. It's fine. They, I mean, Eventually. they hug it out after not really resolving anything. But the producers, we we like we gotta move on from this. I would love to Um, point out Mary's outfit a little more because when she walked into that bathroom and we got to see Mary's outfit in full light, I paused because there is so much to unpack here. So Mary's in. Uh I think it's a. I think it's a lovely. I think she said Chanel runway Chanel green tulle dress. That dress on itself, great. It's pretty. Good job. Mary has added to it. Fingerless black leather gloves, mm-hmm. which don't sleep on those because they're coming back every mm-hmm. episode. I, From what I can see, we're going to see those mm-hmm. fingerless black gloves every episode. Uh, very it. Dolly Parton. She's also wearing a purse with a scarf tied around the purse, a lot of necklaces. And then for me, the real cherry on top of that whole outfit is her opaque white tights. Like, like she's wool. a five-year-old. Yes. Yeah, like, like- thick. Thick white tights. Yeah. Like what she, you like put this your kid woman. in to walk to church in the snow. <laughs> yeah, like what you put, like what in the 1950s your kids wore. Like it's not even like tech wear. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I will never understand why Mary doesn't have order glands or why she puts those outfits together. I don't get it. And it honestly, I mean, kind of making me mad. <laughs> she has, she, she clearly look like that. has so much money, you know? And I just like, I went to a parade of homes house a couple years ago and it was like a five million dollar house and I walked in and I was just like this is what you spent your money on this is what you chose why let me help you you know like you could do so much I just like I think it's evidence that Mary has no girlfriends because no friend would let you wear that without being like "Ooh, take those tights off if she would have taken the tights off would have dropped the fingerless gloves the black bra under the sheer top Mary's looking 
pretty okay. She's not great, but she's looking okay. Right now I'm like, this is just, Ooh, oh, Mary, I feel like white tights under a dress makes me so embarrassed to be from Utah. I don't know why, but it really, it really sing to me. This is like, you put tights on because it's cold outside. <laughs> and that yeah. embarrasses me for all of us. Do you remember like 2009, we were all wearing really colorful tights? Oh, like we all I had ever? a pair of bright yellow tights. Or bright, I had a bright orange tight. I thought, like, yeah. oh, this is sex. Like, I look so sexy. All the boys in Ellers Quorum are gonna snap their necks to look at these bright orange tights. They say she's fun, she likes to have a good time, but she also like is really fashionable. <laughs> we all walked around looking like Ronald McDonald for two years with like a a, a floral printed skirt with from yeah. anthropology oh, yeah. that we put a gingham button up from J. Crew with and probably a statement with necklace. The the shoes that are like 1950s esque with like unnecessary yes. like buttons straps that make their no sage green or yeah what well mary's that? still there and i don't know if that look transcended utah but that to me is like the quintess like when i think about utah fashion which we need to talk about later yeah. because lisa we'll yeah lisa will bring it up and then we'll bring it up with <laughs> lisa but it does like tights under a dress it just to me is like you don't need to do this just have cold legs for four minutes you're walking from your car inside a house just have cold legs yeah, i mean it'd be one Sacrifice thing if they were it. out caroling you know or <laughs> was going to a episode. live nativity like sure put the tights on but you're going to a soiree oh my gosh. The chalet or the shaw chalet pardon me andy cohen i will watch a real housewife special caroling Oh my gosh, can you imagine? So get that going. All right, so there's the outfit. They're in a fight. They hug, whatever. They're back at it. But and like not 30 seconds later, we get another fight between oh, Lisa goodness. and Whitney. I can't wait to get your take on this. So what happens was they're talking and Lisa donated some Vita tequila. <laughs> she has to say Vita tequila 9,000 times per episode. Registered, Registered trademark, Lisa. <laughs> um, She donated... Enough Vita tequila for 500 people to Whitney Rose's vowel renewal mm-hmm. that we saw last At daybreak. Outside, a lovely uh, scene outside the daybreak, man. The daybreak man. lake. Yeah. You and just stunning. <laughs> colonial. You're like, wait, is this New England? No, it's daybreak. No, it's uh, not. Oh, wait, is this a beautiful tract home? No, it's just still daybreak. <laughs> This is a Toll Brothers special. Um, they're talking and Whitney's like, thank you so much for the tequila. By the way, your bartenders got super drunk and destroyed everything. And yeah. this doesn't go over well with Lisa. Lisa well, the funniest it part. like an anchor in water. She says, you know, so they broke a bunch of glass. They took some whiskey and they took some top shelf tequila. And Lisa's like record scratch my tequila is top shelf tequila and she's like oh yeah no for sure for sure and then from there lisa just kind of like is not willing to listen anymore to what's being said i will tell you a couple i went through such a range of emotions through that whole fight the first one was yeah whitney's fine to tell her that your bartenders were messy like if i was a business owner and i sent people to represent me i'd be like okay great it's hard to say i get that Whitney here, I was like, the way you, the voice you use to be confrontational, like you're a baby. She's a very mm-hmm. sexy baby. Mm-hmm. Um, is so to me aggressive. <laughs> like if someone <laughs> talks to me like that, 
I'm like, stop getting so aggressive at me. Do not use that voice on me. So I can see Lisa being mad, but then Lisa said some zingers that I was like, okay, Lisa, she, her, her quote of like, if I gave you a Chanel necklace and you choked on it, that's your choice. I was like, uh, okay. So you did give I do think it sounds like she was generous. I also think it sounds like she knew Whitney Rose's wedding was being filmed for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So she gave her tequila. So her tequila would also be filmed for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So then she could later talk about her tequila being filmed on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City while she was being filmed on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you're coming back to me, I think that all Lisa cares about is her marketing, which get it, girl. Like get your money. I'm happy for you. Lisa... Ooh, if Whitney is dumb and delusional, Lisa's mean and delusional. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know which one's better because they're both so good. They are incredible. It's so just fun to watch. Incredible. I also love Lisa just stating, I was very generous with you. I wonder all the time, when could I use that? When could I say that to someone? Well, and you're right. Like it was just a marketing thing. We see mm-hmm. Vita Tequila over and over and over again this episode when Meredith and Seth are having dinner they're served a Vita tequila drink like Lisa did this show because she wants to sell tequila and And that's why it it. was served at the vow renewal (laughs) like she didn't write a check you know like this is not a tax deduction no no I know but Lisa got hot and her calling Whitney trash almost immediately. (laughs) The juxtaposition of Lisa calling Whitney trash and Whitney using the word perfect like a million times to describe Lisa just was so hilarious to me. Like, I don't know how to break it to you guys, but you're not friends. (laughs) If you thought you were, you're not friends. Uh, They think they were. Have these two ever interacted up to the filming of this show? Do you think they go to lunch? I don't know. Because the thing that is interesting to me is this after the first episode, every Utah blogger or every Mormon blogger like had an opinion, right? (laughs) And I was very surprised by the amount of Mormon bloggers who were like, I love Lisa. And I'm like, "Mm, okay. So it really, (laughs) that really opened a door into like where these women actually sit in like the upper class, if you will, of Salt Lake. And I'm like, okay, so Lisa's clearly friends with popular instagrammers like that's what it feels like yeah and she's and she looks like it and she kind of seems like it so i could see that and whitney is like i don't know how else to phrase it but if it was high school it's like they're the cheerleaders and whitney's like kind of that slutty girl who like you say hi to because you grew up with her but like you don't like her she's dance squad oh perfect she's drill team for sure. she's drill team yeah they're you know she's i mean team. and we know what that means. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys can fill in the blanks, but she's drill team. And like, they're like that, hey, that kind of thing, but they don't like each other is very clear. So it, the Keegan continues to unfold. If anyone knows who Whitney Rose is actually friends with, please let me know. Because like, <laughs> I wonder constantly, does she have friends besides like, and why does, I, mean, I think we're beginning to see it, but Heather and Whitney are cousins. So I'm like, be strong to like team up, you guys. Yeah. If this was survivor you need an alliance quick because the only way the two of you are going to survive the show is if you have each other because lisa could take on both of you combined and so could jen if it comes to it lisa's performance in this episode like she is cunning Mm -hmm. conniving Mm -hmm. smart Mm -hmm. i respect it so much Lisa, this episode said these things that I'm like, oof, oh dang, those are the meanest things (laughs) that you could say. Last week she said, you know, I don't remember you. 
which is such a slap in the face. And then this week she told Whitney later, I don't care enough. <laughs> which I was like, damn, that is such a burn. Like, and they're not even, they're not mean things. She's not saying like, you're an idiot. Like she's saying things that are like psychologically damaging, <laughs> yes. which is incredible. I, I respect yeah. it really so much. Like I don't like um, Lisa, but I'm loving her. Like it's I'm so fun to, to watch. Friend, but I oh. go to her. I, I told you we I like emailed her to get her on the podcast and now I'm like me I don't know I'm scared I don't, I, I don't think I could handle that <laughs> I don't think I can take that I'm not I'm not I'm not emotionally tough enough for a Lisa conversation that's why she's friends with bloggers IMO because they're all like confident they they're like they're in a way very vulnerable they put their world out they know they're gonna get feedback about it they keep doing it Rachel Parcell is speaking right into camera from like so much breast milk on her shirt like it's vulnerable and, and is confident to do so that's why I'm like these women are friends with each other because they're strong confident and like they don't care if you leave a mean comment about her breast milk shirt she's gonna do are it we, are tomorrow. we are we gonna talk about the Rachel Parcell um take on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is it time I mean seven people sent it to me so. <laughs> I, I seven at least sent it to me I have been loving the take on the Real Housewives. I I put my volume up for this and I never, you know, volume up is Mm -hmm. a big thing. Mm -hmm. Rachel Parcell, I was actually like, I don't follow her normally. She came out swinging. Mm -hmm. And you know, I guess I want to say good for you, question mark, because (laughs) she came and said some bold things, which she obviously feels really strongly about. And like, that's awesome. I I do think the general thing for me with all of the takes, hot takes, because Rachel Parcell came out being like, this is not my religion. They're not representative of my religion. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not perfect. No one cares about being perfect. That's not a thing. Do you feel like that's what she said? Yeah, I do feel like that's what she said. These these people aren't good representatives of our church, which is my thing is they never claim to be. They're not missionaries. No one here's got a missionary tag on him. They're they're, they're just people with their and they've own told opinions. Us, like over and over again, all the reasons why they're no longer part of the church, and like that's that's fine. These are their stories. Like that, that's my biggest takeaway. Like Rachel Parcell, that's your that's your story, and that's okay. But you would have to be pretty delusional to not understand why the gay rose cousins feel the way they feel. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, do I think that they're right? Uh, no, I don't think they're right or wrong. I think they've had life experiences that make them feel this way. Do I think they're representative of the LDS church? No, no, I don't. Like, I don't at all. And if that's what you're coming here for, like, you're watching the wrong show. They're not well, here for that. And I think I, I know that I get a little defensive anytime there's national media that I feel like misrepresents Mormons. And I'm like, oh, no, people are going to think this about us. But I really, I really, really don't think that the people watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are sitting at home taking (laughs) notes, thinking this is a theological lesson on Mormonism. Like, I just, I think that they understand what this show is and that it was created to entertain, not educate. No, yeah. And it's like, if it bothers you, you shouldn't watch it. You're right. You know what? If it bothers you, you shouldn't watch it. But like, they're welcome to have their own opinion. I, the only thing I get bothered about 
is when Heather says stuff that makes us seem like so lame. It's not even the religious things that bother me. It's when Heather says stuff that I'm like, don't make me look like I'm not fun at all. Like she told Andy Cohen in Watch What Happens Live that Mormons don't say piss. And I was like, <laughs> I, okay, you know what? I didn't care when you when you spread nothing. Like you said a lot of stuff that is like just not true about like doctrine. But what really yeah. bothers me is when you tell Andy Cohen that Mormons don't say piss. Mormons say piss. Mormons listen to rap music. Mormons date black guys. Mormons love homosexuals. Like I, Mormons are divorced. Like there it's, and then guess what? On the other side, there are some Mormons who don't say pitch. She's not wrong. Like just stop stating these cultural things as facts, because you know what? I'm going to say pissed off all day just to show you that I can say it because it really frustrates me that I look like a complete square to Andy Cohen. I agree. Amen. Let's move on. Uh, We kept up with Whitney at her house pole dancing in front of her daughter, which is okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, I got to say something about that daughter. I don't like her vibe. I I don't. I know she's a kid. (laughs) I do not like her vibe. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. She's too old. The thing she's saying to her mom, like I'm like, no, no. I don't like a best friend nine year old to her mom. But that's again where I'm like, Whitney Rose has no friends. This is her best friend. This daughter is her best friend. Are you referring to when she says to her mother, hey, can you swing on the pole for me? That. And she was like, what have you been preparing for? And I'm like, this is like a normal adult conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. Mm. I know she's nine and I'm not taking it back. I do not like her vibe. Um, Whitney says, I know some might think, wow, born and raised Mormon girl has a stripper pole. And she (laughs) says, well, exactly. I was raised in suppression my whole life. Here's where I'm like, Whitney Rose, are you dumb? Because that was funny and very aware. (laughs) What a quote. I I did love it. I loved that. I also was like, I love that Whitney Rose doesn't try to justify it. Like, it's a good workout because it is. Her body looks awesome. She could have justified a stripper pole. And I would have bought it. I would have been like, it is a good workout. Your arms look incredible. But she doesn't even try that. She just like, nope, it's purely sexual for me. It's just, I was repressed for a long time. And now I have a stripper pole. That's all you need to know. I also, I can't, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention her insane Botox brows that she has in the confessional. They're not moving. They're not moving. Like you got, you got to do it and then give it a couple weeks to like. I feel like she should know normal that. out. Yeah, I don't think this is her first rodeo with Botox. Like again, you're right. Like maybe she just doesn't have girlfriends. She didn't have anyone tell her. Like, but like Heather owns girl. where she get her her own cousin gives her her Botox. Yeah, well Heather's Botox brows are like permanent. Okay, well if we can talk about Heather's, I need. I actually forgot something at Gossip Corner. I drove past the beauty bar. What's it called? Beauty Love Laser. Sure. I drove past it. And I want to tell you something. First of all, it's in Murray where I was born and raised. So hilarious. It's also in a strip Mm -hmm. mall where I used to work at Papa Murphy's. And I believe it took over the old Papa Murphy space. And what I want to know is, does it still smell like cut onions? Because you can't get the smell of that or like pepperoni out of that. You know when businesses take over what used to be a subway? And you can yes. just never, ever get rid of Always that like, like dank bread. <laughs> subway smell that's like bread and bologna. Just moist bread and like Botox. That's what I'm saying. Her <laughs> Botox place has got to smell like just pepperoni, fresh cut tomatoes, onions. I, I When I used to work at Papa Murphy's, my hands permanently smelled like onions and like <sighs> processed meats. I wasn't I'm dating sorry. a lot back then. I was going to ask. 
No, I wasn't dating at all. But I now I have to go to. The, should we go to the beauty lab? How busy is it at, at this juncture? Do you think? I mean, they're probably they probably have lots of openings. I am due for more Botox, so I have to go because I need to see if it still smells. I don't believe that it can't. How can it not smell? I mean, sounds like a road trip to me. Listen, I'll report back, you guys. Uh, okay, so. so- then we get Heather, who's trying on her old ski gear. She FaceTimes Mare, and they're like, hey, let's let's all go skiing. These people, we've never spent time together as a group, but let's, <laughs> let's all do something terrible together. Skiing. Do, do you not like skiing? No, I'm a tragedy, according to Heather, um, because I don't ski, and I'm from Utah. I don't get it. I'm not into it. Um, there's something to be said about muscle memory. And if you don't, I don't feel, I believe if you did not ski as a child, your muscles cannot learn it as an adult. It's so hard. That might be fair. Yeah. I grew up skiing. I had a childhood that sounds a lot like Heather's. I do think it's not the best thing to say that it's a tragedy if you don't ski, given that it costs like $150 a day. I mean, not a great look. I'm a tragedy and I'm okay with it. Heather. Um, <laughs> Heather trying on her ski stuff. I, you know, the only reason Heather picked ski was so she could show off. You oh, know, yeah. that's why. Yeah. Which and like good like, for her. I would do the same thing. I would too. I would be like, Hey, do you guys want to get together and write taglines? And then just brag. I were like, Hey, do you guys want to go? Like I can eat so many hot dogs at Wiener Schnitzel. Like, do you guys want to meet up at Wiener Schnitzel and just like watch me order? I've got it down really well. Yeah. That's what I would yeah, do. I mean, I, like, she, I would absolutely do the same thing, whatever it takes to make me look good on this show. Um, Lisa is telling her husband about the confrontation she had with Whitney at the party. And her husband says something so iconic. He says, do you want listening or feedback? That's this a smart dude, man. They've been to therapy. Like they understand mm-hmm. what it takes to have a conversation. Um, my husband He's has asked me this a number of times. Do you yeah, want no. me to solve this problem or just listen to you talk about the problem? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always just listen to me talk about the problem. Yeah. Like, are you complaining or are we uh, problem solving? And it's like, I'm never problem solving. No. I no. feel I- like we understood everything about their marriage in this one. <laughs> this one clip her just going off and off and off and his eyes are glazed over but he's just nodding his head and I believe he might be the best husband on here so far as far as not entertainment he's not entertaining coach Shaw seems pretty great oh yeah coach Shaw I would watch I would watch a reality show about just the Shaw's and I hope we get one and pray I pray to every bravo god that we get one of those because I would watch it religiously um but I do think this guy, Brother Barlow, don't know his first name. He does seem well. Also, I'm interested in his story because he, from the looks, looks so much like a very typical Mormon guy, like hardcore. Any any guy at BYU, any guy at church, put it like he looks like anyone in a white shirt passing sacrament. He really looks like anybody. I see him every time I go to the grocery store in Utah. He looks like every person here. And I'm just so interested in what, like, does he not, like, how did the, I just, I would love to know. I I hope they tell us how they got to where they are. But he's smart and I will, I hope he gets his own therapy hotline. (laughs) Me too. Um, Lisa reveals that after this party, when she had the dust up with Whitney, Uh they had a conversation on the phone and she gave her, she gave Whitney some friendly advice. And at that moment I thought, do I fast forward? 
because I got to find out what this friendly advice is, but I didn't, I stayed, I stayed for it and we're going to get to what it is. It's uh, it's not long after this that Whitney and Heather meet at a ski shop and have mm-hmm. a little convo, a cousin which, meetup, in which in which Whitney reveals that Lisa accused her of being a swinger. Does not deny it. Okay, this is why we're here. This is what we're here for is uh, swinger gate. Uh, it's the only reason the show ever needed to exist. Then it's really vetting itself out to be quite a great show. But if it just had Swinger Gate on its own, it would be an, a phenomenal show. How we many can- hours of research have you done after this episode to try and get to the bottom of it? Because I'm looking texted- at probably six. I've texted every single person I know who lives by day to break or in day break. Like, Same. what do you know? One person claims he knows nothing. But then that makes me more suspicious that he actually knows everything. Um, (laughs) I will say this about Whitney. This is one point that I'm like, okay, so I don't care when they say wrong things about being Mormon or whatever, because like, that's fine. It does bother me when they try to use like Mormon stuff to justify whatever weird life decision they're making. Like, what should we get to that? Yeah, we have to, because when Whitney brings up polygamy, like here's the thing about there are swingers in Utah because there used to be polygamy and my family had polygamist in it. And it's like, again, this brag, like all our families had polygamist in it. Like, like I'm thinking I'm from a fourth wife. Like, don't, you don't need to bring it up. We all understand. So she's talking about everyone had polygamy, whatever. She says, Utah has a history of plural marriage and there's a huge swinger community here. One, that's one sentence. It's not the same like, thing, Whitney. We stopped practicing polygamy in 1890. You're a swinger. I mean, you're an alleged swinger. Alleged. Don't get sued, Meg. Um, in 2020. But even still, they're not the same thing. No, it's like, not. Mary, you being married to your step-grandfather is not the same as plural marriage. If Whitney, if Whitney was doing like plural marriage role playing, which for the record, if that exists, would love to find out more. But that would be a great like this to this. But yeah, yeah, swingers yeah. is when just for everyone. Whitney, I hope you listen to this. Whitney, swingers is when a husband and a wife meet up with another husband and wife, and they just directly switch. Or sometimes maybe wife goes to wife and husband goes to husband. I don't know your business. I don't judge your business. But either way, there is a switch made between the two couples or four couples. Plural marriage is when one husband has a wife, a wife, a wife, a wife. They're very mm-hmm. different. They're very, mm-hmm. I think the only reason they're like can be even brought up is because they're both secretive sexual things in like Utah, sure. I guess. Swingers existing in Utah, 100%, absolutely to the core of my being, believe it. I've heard, you heard stories about that same treehouse. Everyone's yeah. heard stories. I 100% believe it. Do I believe in their daybreak? Yeah. Do I believe Whitney Rose is a part of it? Yes. 100% I believe Whitney Rose is a part of it. But it's not plural marriage. Stop throwing no. weird Mormon sex things out to justify every weird <laughs> sex thing you do. It's just too much for me, Mag, because it's, it, it's, it would not, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, I, I laughed out loud when she said it. Like the mental gymnastics are just so wild. And she just like falls flat on her face during the dismount. I, it's it was nothing but entertaining for me. She also goes I, into like her whole departure from the church in this bizarre story, where she <laughs> says she had she had the choice between going to Maui with some girlfriends or going on a church history tour. She chose the church history tour. Like, why? Who are you? And then she I, says, like. She, you should have gone to Maui. Yeah, obviously. 
And that was the I first of like your many life bad decisions. The prophet of the church would be like, go to Maui. Don't be an idiot. She <laughs> gets home and she drinks beer and she starts fooling around with her boyfriend. And she's like, and that's when I knew. But it's like, wh- how did you go from church history tour immediately to like drinking beer? Like what? Yeah. Because when you watch a movie on the what plane she says ride, is, like what's going I on? I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel bad about drinking or fooling around. So that's when I knew I don't feel bad about it. And again, I don't care. That's great. That's a great way to like decide what you want to do in life. But how we're, we're missing a whole chapter here of like, I got home from the church history tour. I realized I should have gone to Maui and I wanted to just start (laughs) drinking to see what it would be like. You got to tell us more because there is just so many gaps in these stories. She is that she's gap queen. Like, I don't know where her brain goes from B A to C, but there's never a B never. There's never a B like, even when she talks about her dad later, I'm like, I feel like we're missing a huge amount of the story. Um, So problematic. I want to know everything, but instead of you're telling me 30% of the things I, and if you were listening to that, I feel like we could do a drinking game of every time someone on the real housewife says perfect. And you would be mm-hmm. like, just so dead. drunk by five, five dead. minutes in the amount of times Winnie Rose used the word perfect to justify why she doesn't want to be a part of something fascinates me. It just really does. It gets worse. She says Mm -hmm. when she stepped out of the guidelines of the church, she was cut off. Now, the guidelines she's talking about here are marriage. Like, she was married, and she decided to step out of the guidelines of that marriage. And I just, I don't, like, is there a community who's like, oh, you cheated on your husband with a guy who cheated on his wife? We think that's great. That's what I'm saying. This isn't a Mormon thing, Whitney. This is a universal thing. It's a universal thing that if you like, you can't cheat on your husband and expect everyone in your life to be like, oh, yeah, 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 we're cool. Yeah. Like, you, I hope that maybe it's great. I, I think it's great you guys have been married for 15 years. Awesome. Get divorced and then get married. Yeah. Like you didn't, but I think that they would not have gotten married if they weren't, you know, cheating. That's my personal opinion is that they had to be cheating with each other to want to be married. Cause I think it like Whitney, in my opinion, again, lives for the drama. And so yeah. that propelled her. And I think staying married to her like Shrek husband, the only reason it happened still is because she's still propelled to be like, no, I was right. I needed this. And you guys were wrong. Like, that's where I'm like, everything you do is to prove a weird point to no one but yourself. And I just think it's so fascinating that she's like, no one wanted to be my friend because I stepped out of the guidelines of Mormonism. And I'm like, oh girl, call any person, call, uh, I don't even care. Call anyone in Ohio of any religion and ask them, Hey, what do you think about cheating on your husband and getting pregnant from like your boss while he's also married to someone and has a lot of kids? Like, what's your take on that? And if they said, Oh, I think that's fine. Like, good for you. You found one person who agrees with you, but no one else does. I'm just like so sick of her validating her infidelity by being like, I knew I didn't want to be part of the Mormon church. That's fine. That's fine. Don't be part of the Mormon church. Like we don't care. I've told you this before, Whitney. I can't stop saying it. We don't care. Don't be Mormon. No one cares, but just like stop acting like every choice you made after that was the right choice because you finally broke out of these barriers. Exactly. It's a lot. Like, if you didn't want to be perfect, why'd you get that boob job? Why do you get Botox? You still, you still, and I'm talking to you, Whitney Rose, you still want to be perfect. Stop throwing everyone under the bus like you're above it because you're still there. Did you read Glennon Doyle's book, her most recent one? 
What if I said no? Would I be the only You'd, person who no, did No, that would, that would be the right choice. The book drove me crazy because it was kind of like, you should just do whatever's best for you and create... Re- I mean, I'm, I'm doing a horrible disservice. I'm going to get emails. But it's kind of like you could interpret it as you need to do whatever you feel like is what you want to do. And that's the right thing to do. I feel like there's a lot of Whitney theology there like I'm just I'm gonna make these choices and then I'm gonna create reasons why that was the right choice and then I'm gonna blame people who don't agree with that choice yeah and that's like Lisa like I I mean I know I don't sound like I'm a fan of Lisa but I am actually a fan of Lisa like it is also interesting to me that Whitney keeps blaming Lisa judging her on Lisa being Mormon and I'm like is Lisa Mormon like maybe she is but she's proclaimed herself Mormon 2.0 she clearly I mean she has said she drinks she I mean and again no judgment but she's not wearing garments and anything it's fine I don't care but that's why I'm like Whitney why do you think Lisa is judging you when she's Mormon when she's a very different kind of Mormon than a typical Mormon who you're blaming judgment on like, if you're saying Lisa wants to be perfect according to Mormonism, like, that's not happening. So I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm kind of getting sick of the excuses about it. But what I'm not getting sick of is that dad. <laughs> because here he comes. Here he comes. Uh, he shows up. It, I just, the hair, I, is it a look? Like, is this intentional? He's a salon owner, which really completely blew my mind. That really blew my mind. His pill addiction sorry not so much not so surprising can you say that (laughs) was not shocked to hear about that um but i was very surprised he was a salon owner he does a good he does a good dye job um (laughs) that was a really interesting i actually really appreciated the vulnerability if we're going to be sincere for a minute winnie and her dad sharing the story i was like this is incredibly vulnerable uh and important i think it's a good story to tell i just I don't care because all I want to see is more of that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm I don't care. Like, I hope you get well, but let's just dissect everything about the way you look right now. I will tell you the part of the story I didn't care for when she's Please. talking about the divorce and she says her parents' marriage starts to fall apart. And then she says, my mom chose to divorce him, which mm-hmm. I feel like she's blaming her mom for her dad's pill addiction, which... Yeah, I don't like, I felt like she, and I don't know the full story, but it seems like a shady way to phrase that. Yeah, I agree. I did see that. I I was like, let's hear from the mom. And also like the mom must have known they're going to tell a story because she let that picture be shown. Right. Like wouldn't they've had to blur the mom's face if she was like, I'm not comfortable with this. I, I actually don't know. So I if not, I, she probably going to sue him. I was very, yeah, I also felt like, yeah, that's not fair because your dad made his own choices. And that's exactly what you just said later when she was talking about addiction and Mormonism, where she was like, addiction's a choice and I don't like that. And I'm like, okay, great. But now you're blaming, like you're saying your dad almost had no choice because your mom pushed him to get divorced. Like that's sort of where I'm like, I don't like this thing. I do love what she said about the realization of like addiction's not a choice. Like it's a health thing. And I'm glad, like, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm really glad to hear this growth. This, this part made me feel like maybe when he's not a complete idiot, because she did have some like good things to say about addiction that I'm like, she's Mm -hmm. clearly learned a lot and great, but who cares about that? We're not here for sincerity. What we're here for is to talk about this good Charlotte hair on this dad. And when they showed those old pictures of that dad, I'm like, listen, even with this like emo haircut, and the pill addiction, I'm going to say it, you look better now. 
He did not look good in those pictures. I know. I know. Like what, what did he get work done? Like he has a different face now, he or is looks, it just the hair that frames his face t- better? And he was way tan in those pictures. And I'm like, I think you look older when you're that tan. And now he's like very emo, nine, like 20, 2002, very pale. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a better look for him. He looks better than her husband. Yeah, I agree. In fact, when I saw the early promos, I assumed that was her husband. Uh, when I saw the, like, I went through her Instagram before it started and she posted a picture of her and her dad. It was like, went to a daddy daughter day. And I was like, wait, what? Hold screech, screech. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So that guy on the motorcycle that you posted pictures with is your husband. And this man yeah. is your father because yeah. like they don't look alike first to start. And then to second, that dad looks like, look, he's going through a lot. So I want to give him this one. He looks good. He, he looks does, good. He Even- I mean, I mean, the hair's a lot. It's a lot, uh, but it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a, it's something. It is. You can see him coming. You were in the used, and we're hyped <laughs> to hear about it. It's a great opener, and I'm happy for him. Uh, I girl- did hear today, though. One of my friends told me her mom used to get her hair cut by Whitney Rose's dad in college. Did, did he do a good job? I asked for every detail. I haven't heard back. I will let you know. Please do. Um... Uh, Allison, who does our social media for the Beehive, sent me a photo today of the Property Brothers and their other brother, and he looks just yes. like the third Property Brother. It's uncanny. <laughs> oh, man. It's hilarious. But you know what's not hilarious? What comes next? <laughs> Meredith yeah. and Seth. Yeah. Ah, this is just a stone-cold bummer is what this is. Bubba, bummer. I know. I was like, this is so level-headed. It bums me out. Well, and he... I, he ah. Like, he's not nice to her. I don't know yeah, what the situation that, is. That, There's that like, is so fascinating because I don't think she's nice to him. No, they're bad for each other. I feel like they bring out the worst in each other. There's some insinuation that she's cheating. Mm. He he thinks she's looking at her phone too much. She's like, I haven't she looked at my phone all is. day. And he says, so your phone was playing the role of your husband, which, like, come Ooh. on, Seth. Like, yeah, don't be okay. that guy. I don't want to stick up for Seth because even last week, remember when I was like, don't bring up how much sex you have with your wife and like almost to shame her on national TV. Like I was not into him. And that comment is even more interesting now that we know they're separated. Like, why are you doing this? And it's interesting to me that he acts like he wants to get back with Meredith like full time because I'm like, there is nothing about this dinner that made me feel like you want to like woo her or like convince her you're good to spend time with the way Meredith just kept saying, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun. I'm like, I don't think Meredith's ever had fun on a day in her life. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to edit that. I don't think Meredith's ever had fun a second in her life. She's not no. fun. She's very serious. She's, she's somber. I she's mean, somber. In, in like a way I respect, like she's just like a very somber grounded type of person you know would I want to like hang out with her am I is she part of the group text like am I sending her memes probably not I mean I'd ask her about like what's my deductible and like a healthcare but I don't like she's not great tv okay look I'll say it Meredith he is Seth is great tv but Meredith is like and maybe I'm sleeping on Meredith too early she's a snooze this whole dinner I'm like Meredith get loud like you gotta do not understand who you are you're a real housewife why was it, Brooks not there? If Brooks isn't on, I don't want to see Meredith, to be I, frank. Ex- exactly. Like, uh, in my mind, Meredith is Brooks' mom, and that's all that matters. <laughs> you said it, sis, because I don't care about Meredith. I do 
want to compliment her again because when you showed those wedding pictures, I was like, you look so good. She has aged so well. She's got the best Botox. She, I mean, her lips make her look like an entirely different person, but she looks really good. Some of these, some of these faces have taken it too far. I feel like Meredith has done just the right amount. Yeah, I do wonder if Meredith is like um, Chicago Botox, not Beauty Lab Botox, because it just mm. looks a little different. Like, don't you think in Utah everyone gets the same look? Like everyone starts looking the same. And I wonder if hers is like actual plastic surgery and not just like injections. Mm. I do it. I do it. What is she doing? I'll do it. Um, I also did love when Seth proclaimed he's the most trans he's so transparent. It's crazy. Can you imagine having to say that to your spouse? Like ask, tell me something you don't know about me. Oh, I'm very transparent. It's like, ah. okay. It's, it's, it's icky. Like, you I just, to- I don't know what's going on. The, either they need to give us more information or no information because yeah. they're giving us like just enough to make it feel weird and like it's a conversation I shouldn't be listening in on yeah anyway Meredith you're not fun you're a bummer pump it up get Brooks on oh Brooks looks like he's he's on next week episode three about I can't wait when he says in the pro when he says in the preview her vagina was in my face I was like ringtone there it is that's when you ringtone (laughs) remember ringtones (laughs) yeah Okay, who when our now phones would ring. <laughs> or do you remember when you call someone and um, music played for you? And it was like oh. a real representation of who you were oh as a person. Gosh. Remember MySpace page songs? Like that, the they hours matter. I spent trying to find the right song that told people who I really was, even though it was like nothing even close to who I really was. Oh, I think um, I for sure was like, I'm going to do Radiohead. So I seem yo. really edgy and people think like she's got a classic point of view, but she's still like is pretty edgy. She'll go to second. That's what I think. It's but like. not creep. Creep's too obvious. You have to no, do no, like no. fake plastic trees or <laughs> something off a different album. No one cared about and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is okay album. computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so then they all go skiing, and boy, oh boy, the outfits on these women are incredible. Mary is late because she was waiting for her Chanel coat to arrive, and she gives a rather lengthy monologue about how some ski clothes give you a wedgie, and she prefers the brands that don't give you a wedgie. That brand is Chanel. Mary going up those stairs, I was like, for someone who judged Jen's aunt for not being healthy last week, you're certainly throwing stones at glass houses, Mary, because you can't even go up the stairs without being like, oh my gosh, these stairs, oh, these stairs. Oh, I like, I'm like, we've heard stairs as much as we've heard perfection tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jen looks incredible in a cheetah pink onesie and big furry gloves. She looks black Uh, diamond. They're going to think I'm on the black diamond because I look black diamond. She's um, so those three are on the bunny hill. Lisa as well Lisa. are on the bunny hill. Lisa, Mary, and Jen are bunny Lisa, hillers. Lisa, who, by the way, called herself, proclaimed herself an inspiration at this moment. Because like, maybe if, if I look good, I can inspire if other I people. I look good and I inspire people to be out in the cold. I am doing my job. Like, what is this? Like, the, did the cold lobby pay you to say <laughs> that? What's your job, girl? And don't call it, don't do that. You're really setting yourself up for a big failure when you call yourself an inspiration. <laughs> which- Jen reveals that she had a ski lesson the night before, which is <sighs> her rollerblading through her living room of her rental house while her assistants cheer her on. Why was that not a full half hour? I Jen- just make a show just about these assistants. Like it's what the people want. We demand it, in fact. Coach Shaw and the assistants. 
I would like that. I, that moment when she was doing bunny going down the bunny with the, I was like, this is when I will work for, I'll work for free. I'll work for free for one entire month. I'll be an indentured servant. I'll do it. You tell me what you need. I'm on it. I'll do whatever. I'll pay. I'll be the one that buys your tampons. (laughs) Like just whatever it is, please. Please. Jen says, I thought we would be competing today. I wanted to win. Her ski instructor says, Jen, the thing is skiing is supposed to be fun. And she says, it's fun to win. Uh, I, Jen, here's what I love about Jen. And this is where Meredith really goes out, hits the mark, misses the mark. Jen knows who she is on this show. A, she knows she's on a show. She plays it up. She knows who she is on this show. She plays it up and she looks good every single time she does it. So this is to me like Jen is a perfect housewife because of these reasons. Her thing is she's the MVP. Her her husband's the coach. She's competitive. That is her thing. And she's leaning into it. And I'm like, this is Meredith. Guess what? If your thing is like you're separated, then make that your thing and like make it your storyline. But she doesn't do that, which is why I just think Jen is the best because Jen is the one person on the show who seems to realize she's on a show. Yeah. And she's so good at it. She's so um, good at it. Let's see. Meredith and Heather and Whitney get into a conversation and Whitney tells them about the time when Lisa told her that her style was a little Utah. Oh my gosh. I love it. The, my favorite thing is that whole setup when Meredith's like, she just cares about you. And then they show this clip of her being like, Meredith, we need to style Whitney. And Whitney's like, what's wrong with my style? And then Lisa goes, it's a little Utah, Uh, which I died laughing because Whitney is 100% the worst dress, but I wouldn't call it a little Utah. I call it like a little only buys her clothes from nasty gal. Like, I don't think Whitney, like Meredith, Heather to me is much more Utah outfits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like Whitney to me is like sexual reawakening. Like she's like buying clothes that these like Instagram influencers who are like only sexy buying nasty gal buying like weird free people stuff. Like mm-hmm. that is the only thing that she is buying from. So it just killed me that Lisa's like, it's a little Utah. And I would also love Lisa to tell me like, what's she a little? Like, what is her, what does she think I mean, she like? Her house is very Utah. I-, I would say Lisa, like you're just a rich Utah person. Like she's I don't think Lisa's special, her outfits. There, I said. Okay. I think that Lisa is, I think Lisa, a lot of these women are Park City style, which is a different thing from Utah style. In my opinion, it's worse. It's like. Oh, way worse. Because you're adding cowboy elements. You're adding rhinestone belts. You're adding like a lot of fur boots to the mix. Like it's just a lot of like money that's been flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Like. Mary's a bad dresser. She got bad taste and she's a bad dresser. She only dresses herself in, from what I can tell, designer, but she does a bad job of it. Lisa, I don't get, I don't get Lisa style. When she was wearing that pink like shawl, like very Game of Thrones extra, if it was white, I'm like, this does not, I don't, I don't get it. Whitney is, again, I can't, Whitney, that's the lowest hanging fruit to call Whitney badly dressed. Like, oh yeah, duh, of course she's badly dressed. Like Whitney and Heather are very badly dressed. I think because I think they're going through a reawakening of who they are. So Mm -hmm. I think that means like, oh, I don't have to wear garments. I don't have to, can I say garments? Do people know what that means? We need to explain this. 
I don't think we're that big yet. I think we're okay. We can keep going. <laughs> we're that big in my head. Uh, okay. So it's like, she doesn't wear garments. And so she now feels like this freedom to be. Yeah. And I think Heather, I'm going to say Heather, I think is the same way to be like, I'm going to wear a short skirt. I'm going to wear a tube top. I'm going to wear short shorts. Like, okay, that's fine. Other than you're 40. Like it's not a garment thing. It's like an age in my, and I know we're going to get ageism complaints, but I don't care. Whitney dresses like she is 20, 18. 17, 18, she dresses well, like a high school girl. The thing about Wendy is, is she even 30 yet? Like she's not that old, but she's way She is that really old, I think. Bizarre, like her blue dress that had like the really deep cleavage, it looked bad. Like it straight up looked bad. She has incredible boobs, but she looked insane in that dress. She, the one look that I have been like, okay, Wendy, is her confessional where she's wearing that black blazer with a lace bra and a necklace. Yeah, that does her, look like, good. But she looks exactly like, I feel like she watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and saw what Dorit was wearing and was like, oh, I'm just going to buy the nasty gal version of that. Mm, Because like, again, I'm just like, Whitney just looks cheap. She does. She just looks cheap. Whitney, I love though, my favorite edit of the show was when they were like, Whitney dresses Utah. And then the next time we see Whitney, she's pulling on thigh high red, shiny thigh high red boots. (laughs) I was like, and that's where I'm like, this is not Utah to me. This is not, I don't know what this is. It's I just te- like a whole other planet. Me, me I, I don't know. She Maybe Texas. Live. Maybe like Houston. She lives nowhere there. That's the thing about Whitney. She lives nowhere. Her, She lives in a dream world. We should also say too that that's kind of like Daybreak in Utah. Daybreak is like oh. a kind of its own little planet inside mm-hmm. of Utah. It's not like anywhere else. You're driving into a different country when you're driving to daybreak. Like politically, yeah. it's much different from Utah. The houses look much different from Utah. The yeah. people are different. Like it's just, and I think the people are different. It's like a product of having moved there. It's just its own thing. And Whitney kind of represents that. I and think there's people love who live in daybreak love daybreak too. Oh, they do. They love it. They love it. And Whitney loves it. She got her bright orange door. She's got her weird colonial-esque house. And she's got bright red shiny boots that she swings in. And you know what, Whitney? Good for you. I'll watch that journey. I'm here for it. Um, Then things get real hot. Real hot. We we move past that 579 Charlotte Roos argument. And we Mm -hmm. move into a brand new argument at dinner. Which, Mm -hmm. thank heavens. Because this is what we're here for. Whitney tells Lisa that she feels judged by her. Uh, and Lisa's like, I'm trying to figure out why I make you feel judged. And she, Whitney says, well, you make me feel a little threatened. And she says, if you feel threatened, that's because you feel threatened. It's mm-hmm. not because I threatened you. Which, again, this woman has been to therapy. So she's like, this is not she's my smart. problem. She's smart. Uh, I and love, then, like, this is like saying to someone, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, to mm-hmm. me, it's like the ultimate burn. Like, yeah, that's how you feel, but that's incredible. not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Whitney's like, hey, remember those rumors you said you were going to use about me? She doesn't use the word swinger, though, because she says if she uses the word swinger, she knows that the conversation will be turned into whether or not she's a swinger. Again, does not deny being a swinger. No, no, no. She just doesn't want people talking about it. No. Which, okay. All right. Lisa's like, okay, well, guess what? This is just what I've heard. I'm just telling you what I've heard as a friend. Like you told me about the crappy bartenders. I'm now telling you I've heard you're a swinger. (laughs) And that's when she says, I don't judge you. I don't care enough to judge you. That freaking burn. I mean, call 911. You got third degree because that is such a good, solid. Nothing would make me feel worse about myself than that. 
Like they don't yeah. even care enough. I judge everyone. I go to the grocery store and I judge people, but you don't even care enough to judge me. And that's also kind of the thing with Lisa. Like you are judging her and who cares? You are. Yeah. And that's fine. Like yeah. if she, I would judge someone for, I'm judging Whitney for being a swinger. Like I am too. it's fine. You can judge her. But like, I just love this frank denial of like, I'm not judging you. I don't judge you because I don't care about you. And then I'm like, she's got the upper hand. And then Heather gets in the fight, which I'm like, thank goodness. Because Whitney versus Lisa obliterate Lisa versus Heather and Whitney enough distraction that she can't stay focused on really smart lines. Um, I just am like, Heather, no one cares if you flash someone in college. And I want to say this, Meg. You could graduate from BYU if you flash someone. It depends on who you flash. You know, I signed the honor code a long time ago. I don't remember any lines specifically about flashing and how that would prohibit graduation. I don't think that that uh, that contingency exists. She gives everyone the impression that BYU, if you break any part of the honor code, it is over. And I'm like, here's the thing. It's not <laughs> like people break the honor code all the time and they still all the graduate. time. People break. I don't the think you can make day. it. I don't think you can make it all four years and not break the honor code in one way or another. No, like it's just no. too long. It, it's like their guidelines and they're great. And it's one thing if you're breaking the honor code, like you're drunk on campus. Like, yeah, okay. You're probably not going to graduate. It's one thing yeah. you break the honor code and flash Cecil Samuelson. Like, yeah, you're right. You're probably not going <laughs> to graduate. But if you broke the honor code because you flash someone in your dorms, I'm going to tell you right now, no one DGAFs. They don't care. Like yeah. Heather is just, again, she has these ideas about, and for living as a Mormon, she has these ideas about being Mormon that are just so interesting because like, it's just very strongly said. Yeah. And I do wonder how much of it is producer intervention to make her exaggerate because mm-hmm. it's good TV. Like, honestly, it's great TV. I'm compelled. TV. I mean, I do time. think like the producers have to be like, talk about being Mormon every time. And, and because you know why? It's interesting. Like if you had a real housewives of like a green Amish. Point- yeah. Or yeah. Pennsylvania, some Amish city in Pennsylvania. And you didn't talk about being Amish. Like I would be so disappointed. Like it is the show. And if you don't like it, don't watch the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then agreed. we get to the biggest argument of the night. Yeah. Okay. So thumbs up the two thumbs up. According to Heather, know. that's like the universal F you. I panicked thinking about all the times I've sent a double thumbs up to people in my life. Yeah. I'm getting, and unintentionally I'm told them. You know, this week I've told my mom, my Nana, my husband, my sister, I've told them all F you because I use double thumbs up quite often. I think to me, F you emoji is just K. Like, I mean, oh, that's the or text yep. to me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And K like, but I am embarrassed that I didn't know about thumbs up. It makes me feel like, am I old? Well, they're old. Should I be watching TikToks? Because where are people talking about this double thumbs up? It must be the tic- the the TikTok with the kids. It must be the TikTok. So Lisa is like, okay, Heather, F you, double thumbs up. Because prior to the soiree at the Shaw Chalet, Lisa texted Heather. It was like, hey, girl, what's up? You coming to the party? And no, she then- said, did you, see Jen- did you see Jen on Monday? Very specific. Yeah. And then Heather kind of coldly says, yes, we spoke this morning. And Lisa says, can't wait to see you tonight. And Heather sends a thumbs up, which, okay, is weird because at the party, Heather makes it seem like she was so excited to talk to Lisa and Lisa snubbed her, but like she wasn't even willing to engage with this text exchange. Like, what's the deal there? I don't get it because 
you know, I was really rooting for Heather. I feel like she's the underdog. <laughs> I still do because Lisa's strong and I don't get that vibe from Heather. But I am like, get your story straight because both of you need to get your story straight because Lisa pretending like she doesn't remember Heather one time, that's fine. But then why are you texting her? Like Mm -hmm. I would, even if I was on a show with someone, I would not text them. But the thing I have to keep reminding myself is these lady needs storylines or they're going to be like Jen this week, which was so unfortunate that we did not see more from Jen this week. Right. You don't have a storyline and someone's like calling you a swing, someone else a swinger. And that's also, I have suspicions. Part of the reason that Whitney doesn't want to drop the swinger thing is because it's her greatest storyline of the year. Oh yeah, for sure. You're going to get so much airtime with that. And I would, I don't, when she was like, let's just clean slate the swinger thing. I was like, "Mm girl, do not clean slate this. <laughs> don't clean slate it. Tell us about it. Is your dad a swinger? It, what's the deal? Is it a family? Is it a family thing? Is it just a daybreak thing? Do you swing in Sandy? Do you, do you, does anyone in Utah swing? Is it a pineapple? Like I want her to tell me everything. Does yeah, everyone same. who swings have a stripper pole? I don't know. I want to know. So it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, great idea. I will. I mean, it was a good week. I think we had some real confrontation I was here for, but I'm just really disappointed we didn't see more of Jen. I mean, hopefully next week we know that she gets a little frisky on Meredith's couch and we'll be back to talk about it. Um, Yeah. Keep sending us those tips because boy, do we love them. We Uh, love you. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. We are on Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. You can find the Green Room on Spotify. We're also under the Hive Mind feed on all other podcast platforms. So find us there. Um, and we'll be back next week to talk more about the latest developments in the lives of these real housewives. Emily, as always, what a pleasure. Great to see you. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.